BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex. Two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Black Girl Flow Podcast. We hope that you all have been doing well, enjoying the fall vibes, enjoying the spooky-ooky Halloween vibes, if that's your thing. Truly just resting, rejuvenating, doing what feels good to your body, mind, spirit, and soul. It's your girl Liv and Lex. And we're just so happy to be here with you guys. I know, we're entering into November, and the only way I can describe how I feel, I saw this uh, social media post of Queen Latifah singing like a holiday song, and it was like me on November 1st, and I really am counting down the days so I can embrace the full holiday effect. Why did they choose Queen Latifah? Because she's iconic, and the way she was singing the song, some some people might know what I'm talking about. It was just pretty... It was pretty hilarious. It's like a meme. Yeah, but it was back from her, the show that she was on. Um, I can't remember. Well, shout out to Queen Latifah. Shout out to Queen Latifah. Iconic. I uh, I feel like we're just one step closer to 2024. Please. And I... Be kind to us. Yes, I know that one thing that I like to do getting closer to the next year even though for real my year really starts in April like uh, I'd be operating on a different (laughs) calendar but one thing I really like to do is set intentions for the year and for like the rest of the year so I hope that folks are really starting to think about how they want to finish off 2023 whether that's in the crib making a new financial budget 
or, you know, visiting family, however they see fit. I hope that everyone is really just sitting in. What is the intention that I want to make? And time is social construct. We can, we can get real specific about the goals that we want to have and within the time frame. But at any point, what is the intention that I'm trying to set as we're about to close out this year? Yeah, I think that's so important. I think probably a lot of people feel that vibe just because of how insane this year has been. And I'm sure so much of it being things we didn't expect, things we didn't expect, or just a lot of new information and changing of our environments. And so I love that not only you're asking people to consider that, but I think it's really powerful when we start to share those intentions with people too. And so that we can all uplift that, that vibe and center those kind of intentional movements and, and however we want to end the year and also enter into the year. So I really love that. Yes. It's, it's been really a transformational journey for me this year. I think I've learned so many new things in terms primarily of like the vices and like the weak points Mm -hmm. of my self. Like, I don't want to say the weak points of myself, but like kind of like the crutches that I sometimes fall on when I'm in quote unquote weak positions. Yeah. And I'm really happy that, you know, we're going to get into this episode I know soon because one thing that I've been trying to work on this year is not being hard on myself so I can activate this quote-unquote higher self exactly Ah, and so when when it comes to just intention setting and figuring out the right words or the right things that I want to sow yeah I'm accepting that one, I'm forever going to be in draft form, Mm. a phrase that I got from a good friend of mine, and two, that it's never too late to figure out ways to activate this higher self. Oh my gosh. So I know that that's like not necessarily a pulse check, but I would say that that's kind of the the phase that I've been in trying to accept this draft form but yet still being able to see this higher vision this higher purpose yeah questioning being curious all of the things if that is your pulse check I think that's honestly such a beautiful pulse check because I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we can get caught up in that the pulse check is just the tangible things that are happening in our life but sometimes we are really moved and feel aligned and I keep telling you I'm like I just know you're cooking on something like Mm. the way you've been moving I know you're being so intentional in so many areas of your life that it's like of course it's like oh yeah she cooking over there y'all she about to eat she about to eat and so I'm so excited that seems so beautiful and it takes a lot of hard work to get to that point that doesn't happen overnight so we take that as your pulse check and some you kind of gave us a little something something for where we're headed oh, that means a lot Lexi of course you. I could just feel the good vibes from that like yeah in tenfold you gave us you gave us a little something special there how are you feeling I'm good y'all I'm like so content right now that's the best thing any any of us could ever be 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to sit in it for a minute. Yeah. I like had a moment where I was like, I could be really overwhelmed with a lot of things in my life, but they're just going to happen. So I just can't even put too much energy into it. And the past couple of days have just been really beautiful and the flow of them. And that to me is always rewarding because I'm like, okay, that means the way I'm showing up in my life is pulling me in the direction I need to be. So like I'm actively engaging with the world around me and showing up with the consciousness that I need to, that then my surroundings are filling my cup in ways that I didn't even know I needed to. So I'm just super content and super happy with that. Content feels synonymous with peace to me. And we know. And we know. We all want to be at peace, but you, like, that's your... Bread and butter. That's your bread and butter. Yes. So I'm happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing else to offer them. Like, love that. Like, even this morning, I woke up and I was like, what do I want to do? And I was like, I want to watch Pride and Prejudice because this is my favorite movie. Mm. Like, I never have these inklings for my favorite things, but I finally met peace that I could enjoy and just, like, have that inkling towards caring for myself in that way. Yeah. And it makes sense after being in such a busy season of your life and running on E, but still pushing through Through. like a 1980 (laughs) Toyota Corolla that's just like so many miles on it, but still works well. Like that's probably the best way I could describe it. So it makes sense that you're like finding the moments and finding the routine that feels good to you yeah that's why it was funny because I did post on Instagram it's been forever Mm -hmm. but there was like an underpinning to that post of like seeing the different phases and different levels that we show up living and I truly did like with all the busyness just feel so at peace with everything that's going on and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's all we can strive for And we know this girl does not be posting on social media, so it was kind of a holiday. Be kind, be kind. Well, let's get into this episode because I think that it perfectly ties this, both of our pulse checks into one overarching theme of what is our higher selves. We talk a lot about aligning with our higher self, and that's kind of like the mission and purpose of this podcast to share the ways in which we're moving through life, which is naturally ever changing hard and, you know, very taxing at times, but like, how are we moving through this and how are we aligning with our highest self? Yeah. But I think it'd be good to just kind of figure out the basics, the basics. And I love this conversation, not just because it centers us in what our goal is. You know, we want to live a life in flow that helps us create that alignment that gets us to this higher self. It also, to me, on the other end, is really important and impactful to just understand how our brain works, to like have the like tangible learning tools to level set. Because sometimes, like you said, when you're going through it and life is happening so fast and there's so much that we don't understand and we're kind of met with that moment of, oh my gosh, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much knowledge that I truly can never acquire all to myself. You can feel so alone in that pathway, but we have so much information about how our mind perceives and holds on to information that we can use to kind of go back to the basics. I think your post was a little bit about that. Go back to the basics and really learn so that we can use that knowledge to kind of hack the system 
to get us to the higher self that we need to. So this is a little bit of going back to those basics and understanding what is getting in the way of our higher self and what's the way in which we understand and engage with the world around us that can help us articulate and kind of put into buckets and categorize our experiences so that we can make meaning and start to think about what practices can alleviate or support or even accelerate where we're trying to go. Mm. So speaking of the brain and how it works, yeah, what do we know? about activating this highest self. Yeah, well, luckily, psychologists have been doing this work for us for quite some time. And, you know, many of us have, if we ever, if some of you all have gone to college or even just curious yourself or probably familiar with a lot of these different frameworks, the most like OG of the OGs is Sigmund Freud's kind of the framing of the id, the ego, and the superego. And essentially, most psychology and neuroscience frameworks really illuminate to us a sense of consciousness. Most of them are frameworks to understanding that either subconscious or conscious and the in-between of that. And I think that's the point that we want to kind of level set is that, yes, we acknowledge that we have a conscious and a subconscious. And with that is really the level of awareness at which our mind is making meaning of the world around us. Because what we know, Liv, and I think you can agree, we're being bombarded with like millions, if not billions of pieces of information all day long. And our brain wouldn't be able to do much if we had to process even a fraction of that. Mm. And so, so much of that information is getting processed in our subconscious where we might not be actively thinking about something when we're doing it. Like I'm not actively thinking about, okay, Lexi, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. That's happening on an unconscious level, on a subconscious level. But when I'm thinking about meditating and using breath work in a practice and slowing my breath and holding my breath and utilizing it to get into this meditative peaceful speech, then I'm moving my breath work into a conscious state of my mind. And so that idea of your conscious and your subconscious, whether through the id, the ego, the superego, or just in your pre-conscious, your subconscious, your highest conscious, that gives us at least the baseline to understanding, well, then where does our mind come in and start to give voice to the experiences that we have? And that's kind of where we start to have the meaning making of our thoughts, feelings, attitudes, and beliefs. And we think, I think that's really where our conversation picks up is how we take that science and then start building narratives and messages around the world of the world around us. Absolutely. I love the way that you were able to lay all of that out and correct me if I'm wrong, but most of our habits that are created, that are just everyday things that's stored within our subconscious mind. 100%. And so when we're trying to create new habits for ourselves, we yeah. have to kind of trick our subconscious mind to being more of our conscious mind. 100%. And the way that we talk about being your highest self on this podcast and on this platform is really about being able to pinpoint what we want and how we want to show up so that we can activate that highest self. Yes. And that could look different for everyone. And it looks different even between the both of us. Mm -hmm. But within our construct of flow and being 
whole, we usually look at it within a financial sense, within an emotional sense, mental, mental, physical, and spiritual sense. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at all of these categories and figuring out how can I be the best version of myself so that I can show up as someone that I love and care for. Yeah. I think one thing that I've been trying to work through as in terms of accessing this higher self is loving the present self in process of accessing the higher self. Yeah. Because when you are putting forth effort to access your higher self and you get triggered back to the spot that brings you back into present self yeah. of where you currently are, it can be very challenging. Yeah. And so what do you feel are ways that we can start small even in terms of accessing this higher self. Yeah. I really appreciate what you said because I think it links something that I could have expanded on, which is that subconscious self is typically more concerned about your survival rather than your future self. Right. That's where we get most of our responses that are when our nervous system is at its heightened peak, which is that fight, flight, or freeze response. It is thinking about intimate danger. It is like, am I getting actively chased? Am I am I safe in the present moment? What is my my is my house on fire? Like that is where we are typically. I don't even want to say our most irrational self. It's just a different priority. And I want to make the correlation that your highest self is not worried about your survival in the same facet. Absolutely, it is. And it's trying to think about really that thriving piece. Where is the environment I'm trying to situate myself in? But like you said, you have to move through each of those phases out of the, okay, I am safe. And you know what? Life no longer requires me to be chased by a cheetah. Like there are different things that trigger my sense of survival and safety. And I need Mm -hmm. to bring my awareness to those things and how I'm experiencing that in my body. And I still have to move through that sense of survival to get myself in a place where I can spend time in the present moment beginning to hold space for the future self and for that type of being in practice that, like you said, will always be in draft form, but we're trying to create a lifestyle around that so that we can cultivate and we can yield and we can vision more for ourselves in that space, not in a place of survival, but really in a place of thriving. So I just, I really appreciate what you said because I think a lot of us are navigating what that looks like in the present day when we are being inundated with information all day long and that you know if we're not just checking in with ourselves and our sense of surrounding we actually might be losing a lot of information to help us move through that process so that really resonated with me when you said that and I think your question's really valid like how do we get ourselves through those phases and I think luckily again we have so many practices that we can pull from and make meaning of like why meditation is so important, why slowing down and grounding yourself in the morning is so important, and what are some of the conscious conversations we can have with ourselves, whether internal dialogues or quite literally just talking to yourself actually engages that conscious mind in a way that we might just be taking for granted in just the day-to-day. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why we hear so many psychologists or data-driven researchers say that 
when it comes to New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. tricking your subconscious to completely overhaul mm-hmm. most of the habits that you might find comfort in, it can be very difficult and yes. requires a lot more gentle and steady, small growth to activating this higher self rather than I'm going to completely change <laughs> my, the way that I've been doing things, what feels comfortable to me. Yeah. Um, Cause when you are acting consciously, it can be very easy for you to point out your bad habits. Totally. But when you're subconsciously just trying to find something to eat because you're hungry and you've, although you've made a, vow to yourself to not eat let's say junk food yeah. subconsciously you're just gonna try to find something that's yeah. making you that's gonna make you full yeah and I know personally like I've struggled at times because then when I'm on that journey to I of course you know who doesn't want to get to your higher self like that come on like that has been in our culture categorized as so much of you know that's nirvana that's Mm -hmm. the epitome right that's what we're striving for that's what buddhist monks give up their you know talking for their lifetime is to achieve this enlightenment or self-actualization and sometimes i think we can kind of over glamorize that as kind of crossing the finish line but i think what i've learned at times is so much of even in evaluating my basic needs being met in that subconscious and trying to elevate my awareness, realizing that even though I thought I might've been taking care of myself, I probably wasn't in the way that I thought I was. And me nourishing my body or my relationship to movement, as I start to have conversations with myself and try and elevate my consciousness around my finances or around my, you know, exercise and lifestyle or food or friendships, you start to realize that subconsciously you were operating kind of in your disinterest of yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's been so many moments in my life where that type of betrayal has really kind of halted me in my tracks. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm doing all these lifestyle things. Like how come I'm not seeing the result that I want? How come I'm not getting to my higher self? And in that curiosity and in that journey, finding them like, Oh my gosh, I'm not even taking care of my basic needs. So even though I want to jump to that end point, I'm not even, I'm actually 10 steps before that, which might feel again, my subconscious would be telling me that that feels like a failure, but it's actually all information that can help me better align with where I need to go. You know? Absolutely. It, it, I find oftentimes when we, we've talked about this before, when it comes to activating your highest self and doing the things that feel not so good in the moment, let's say you're super comfortable in bed and you told yourself you want to start a routine getting up in the morning it's (laughs) not going to feel immediately good Mm -hmm. getting up out of your bed and starting Mm -hmm. your routine but how do we find that sweet spot of being conscious and ready to jump into this new chapter of our lives of embracing whatever thing that we're trying to work on so that we can get to what is actually really sweet for us. Totally, totally. Well, I know I want to offer the listeners just a few ways that when they're talking to themselves and evaluating their relationship to some of those categories in their life, how they can kind of frame and see at what level of consciousness they might be operating 
So I read this really cool article that kind of gave four different levels to this that I feel like are very non-judgmental, right? They just help us think about, okay, well, what narrative or what perspective is this coming from? And so it really breaks it down into the four levels. It says the first one is the framing of your conversation is that it is happening to me. And that really centers it as that like this life is me and everything that's happening to me is kind of at me, mm-hmm. you know, then so is it kind of like a victim mindset? I think some people could, yeah, definitely tether the two of like, that's more of a victim posture to be taking of like life is happening to me. These things are happening to me and I have no control, no control, nor any accountability. Mm-hmm. The other offering is that things are happening by me, which would be a little bit more of you're actively engaging. So a little bit elevated control in your life, right? I'm the driver Mm -hmm. of what happens in my life, which we know you might be the driver, but you have no idea what the conditions are, sweetie, and nor do you have any control over that. Mm -hmm. So even though it definitely elevates it and you get a little bit more of sense of responsibility, it doesn't get you totally to seeing your relationship to other things around you. So then you can also see things through me which is a little bit more of seeing how you're in relationship with the world around you, with the people around you, with the climate around you, your environment. And you see it more as a sense of surrendering and seeing you're a part of, right? And I think that that is probably a huge shift in your ego and self-talk because you're starting to develop a heightened sense of awareness to the things around you. And then lastly, they really talk about as me. And that that is a place where you get to this sense of wholeness and authenticity. So not only do you understand how you show up in the world around you, but you also understand your responsibility, your accountability, and you're wanting to connect those. You're wanting to be an active Mm. part of that by showing up as your best self. So I thought that was really helpful because when I have conversations with myself, I can start to be like, oh yeah, I definitely framed that interaction. Like, oh, I had a bad day because that boss did something to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really giving the humanity to my boss, to the environment and broadening my context. So that framework for me is helpful and like a non-judgmental way to be curious about where my conscious or subconscious is landing me. Yeah. I feel like I've experienced all four elements of that this year. Yeah. Especially the life is happening to me piece because it's a lot easier to accept no responsibility and be like oh my god why is this happening to me Mm -hmm. but I've also it's it's and that's why I love our whole concept of flow because you might end up being in one of these situations even after you get to the life is me we are all one we are all consciousness we're all reflections of one another something might bring you right back to step one of like why is this happening to me but hopefully with time it's like we understand that life has its phases life has um times where we are frustrated but how how can we continue to move through that and what is the version of yourself that you see being able to shepherd you through life's hardest times yeah absolutely so i think this is a perfect full circle because just as you offered to us at the beginning to consider our intentions i think this offers people's a tool 
to evaluate their consciousness before they enter into such a powerful reflection of what we hope to accomplish for the rest of the year and into the next year in the kind of proximity and relationship to so many of those categories of our life. So I hope that this is a helpful tool for other people to think about how their conscious and subconscious are shaping and making meaning of the world around us. And that as much as we're on this journey as individuals and we're uniquely our own, we're trying to elevate the collective consciousness too for the girlies in the collective and so the more that we can be asking these questions and engaging with each other the stronger that we can become in retraining our subconscious so that of course life doesn't stop happening but we can keep kind of bouncing back and retraining and re-socializing ourselves so that we strengthen these muscles and we can start to kind of take on more of, of the beauties of life. I couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on yet another episode. We would love to hear the ways that you're activating your highest self and the things that you're doing to set intentions for the rest of the year. And with that being said, we're going to leave you all with peace, love, love blessings. blessings. We'll see you all next time. Bye, y'all. Bye. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the key keys. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.